Well, let's bring in Scott Bauer, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy, is joining us this morning to talk financial markets. Scott, welcome. Good Tuesday morning to Thank you. you. Thanks to you, Scott. Uh, we started off the show talking about the indices and how they are, well, trying to rally back after a rough start to the week and a, well, tough start to the year for that matter. But I guess I'm wondering, uh, with many of the headwinds that still remain, we're talking rates, the TYX, the TNX up and through 3% this week, the dollar to new two-year highs. I mean, uh, many of those underlying, uh, well, contributing factors that have indices coming off are still present. There's no doubt about it, Ben, and, and we are solidly, squarely in a sell the rally type of environment where for so long, for the last you know few years, it was a buy the dip. Uh, there's still so, as you said, so many headwinds overhanging this market. So, you know, traders need to be careful. Investors need to be careful. Um, it's nice to have some green on the screen. It's mm -hmm. nice to have some good news, but we can, we can't get too complacent. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, I think you send a good message there, Scott, in terms of be careful. Again, all of us want to see this market start to recover here a bit. We've come off the all-time highs up around 4,800. You can see the most recent leg of that move to the downside from 4,500. We're talking about the end of April highs all the way down to 3,961.75 in the overnight session. So we are, as you mentioned, off that slightly higher up by about 1%, but the rallies have been short-lived. Now, earlier we were talking about the headwinds we found up around 4,300 last week after the rally from the Fed. Here, the 60-minute time frame kind of spells that out, a pretty well-defined triple top here, and then the weakness that ensued. But, Scott, a big part of this, the U.S. dollar, which has been on a rip. I mean, uh, it's tough to say which came first, the chicken or the egg, weakness in the indices or strength in the U.S. dollar or some of the other foreign currencies that have been selling off. But the greenback, again, up and through 104, back to pre-pandemic highs, I mean, or pandemic spike highs, I should say, yeah. uh, a significant factor to be considered no matter what product you're trading here and when you're talking financials it is the focal point for traders it seems like absolutely and there, there are still many tailwinds mm -hmm. for the dollar just opposite in of terms of the fundamentals in, in terms of the fundamentals when, when you look at the the rest of the macro environment here and then you compare the dollar it's really on the opposite side here so any pullback in the dollar is going to be met with, with buying opportunity, I believe. You and I talked about this last week, the week before that, that this new range for the dollar is probably going to be, you know, 103, 105. For so long, we were set in like that 96, 98 area. Now it's it's more likely 103, 105. As long as the Fed has the, the you know, the, the gas pedal pushed all the way down, whether it's 50 or 75 basis point hike on the, in June really doesn't matter. But as long as we are in this environment, there is going to be a bid for the dollar. Scott, we heard from Bostic yesterday and partially supporting that bid for the dollars. You mentioned you said that we're going to have to move a couple times, maybe two, maybe three times. Uh, he talked about how, well, things are, well, out of control, as he mentioned. A lot of things he said are out of control. And you mentioned um, uh, stepping on that gas pedal and pushing it all the way down. Don't uh, necessarily because it's going to cost you quite a fair amount at this point with pressures at the pump on the rise. We mentioned at the top of the show as well, $4.30. 
37 cents a gallon, AAA is reporting, record levels to fill up your uh, uh, car. Forget about it if you're putting in premium. That's up and through $5 plus here in the U.S. Uh, in Chicago. I mean, and this is directly behind what we've been seeing in rates. I mean, again, as I mentioned with you a minute ago, the TNX, the TYX up and through the 3% level here, uh, a reflection of some of those inflationary pressures we've seen. Crude oil holding above 100. It's come off the 111 from last week, but still holding that key level. It, it really is. And, and, you know, the rates, the, the rise that we've seen at rates, Ben, is, is just absolutely unbelievable. But we've started to see uh, the spreads widen out a little bit. Okay. We've started to see the curve steepen a little bit here. So, you know, it was just about, what, a month ago, six weeks ago that, that we were all talking about what is a recessionary mm -hmm. indicator. And it's when we see, you know, an inversion of the yield curve. And now you look at the 210. And that's actually spread out to to about what 45 or 50 basis points or so. We're seeing uh, a lot of pressure now on the 30-year kind kind of spiking in reference mm -hmm. to the shorter end. So it's leading uh, the it's shorter really, end. Absolutely is. And yeah, it's really we're looking a at dynamic. That. It is really a dynamic in the marketplace. It's it's across the board now. Where you know six weeks ago, a couple months ago, it was all the focus was on the short end. It is now completely across the board so that's underpinning you know what's going on with the dollar it, it, it's almost this vicious circle here you don't know what you know whether the the tail is wagging the dog or or vice versa here but obviously the rate and the dollar go hand in hand you know, I think kind of uh, to provide a bit of a visual to that point, if we could just take a look here, the bonds recently into that low here, down below 135. But as you take a look at all four of the majors collectively, now I've got the bonds in the top left corner, uh, the tenure in the top right. It has been, it seems like, the longer dated as of more recently into those new lows. The shorter dated, here's the two in the far right and the five in the bottom left. It hasn't really participated to the upside. Just again, to take a quick look at those rates on the rise here, we were looking at the yield curves you mentioned the 30 relative to the five here you can see the move up we've seen and while they backed off quite a bit again new highs it looks like in the overnight extending that move up and through to 3.25 percent scott um in terms of the tail that wags the dog you've got some concerns related to uh foreign currencies euro currencies for example we've seen weakness in the euro the pound the swiss with the geopolitical location in terms of some of the uh, tensions in russia or in ukraine i should say based on the war uh, as a reflection of the war on russia uh, from russia i mean ultimately uh, this has been supporting the U.S. dollar in addition to some of the other uh, fundamentals that we've touched on here. But keeping a close eye on these foreign currencies of the three, we're talking the pound, the euro, and the uh, Swiss. Which one more closely do you have your eye on here? I, I think you really have to watch the euro just because of its its correlation and, and probably the pound just because of its direct correlation with what's going on in Russia in, in Ukraine and, and just the, the you know location um logistically of where of where they are so i think you really have to focus on those but then ben if we can expand this out to the yen as well why okay. is the yen so weak well you know they haven't caught up with the fed here right they, they've been so hesitant to address or or at least face the concern about rising rates so you're seeing tons of pressure there but then you expand also into the commodity space look at some currencies like the aussie dollar the canadian dollar even um, how weak they've been because of what's going on in, in the commodity space. And we know that, the, you know, as we get a stronger dollar here, that typically hits commodities here. So we're seeing lots of weakness there. We are seeing a little bit of recovery 
from the Aussie and the Canadian dollars. I, I think they just recently fell to their weakest since the you know beginning of the pandemic. But those are ones you got to watch also with this massive move in the dollar. Yeah, commodity-based currencies have fared pretty well considering. Taking a quick look at some of the others that haven't, here's the yen. You were speaking to that point. The British pound recently down below 123 to 122.61. And take a look at the euro currency here. Down as low as 104.90. Uh, this has been Un one of our, our paper money trades. We got short this one around the 108 handle. Scott, we were like, look, this trend is so long in the tooth. We felt a little bit late in terms of participating, but we said, let's just join and hope it continues. And it has. And in fact, we've now started to accept value at this lower level. So again, uh, ex you know, kind of solidifying the working assumption that this market has been trending lower. Scott, lastly, I wanted to get your thoughts here on Bitcoin because with the indices coming off, the dollar on the move higher, rates on the rise, this risk-off sentiment we've seen, Bitcoin recently below 30,000. Should we expect some of this price decay to continue here? I don't know if we see it decay further here, Ben, but I think we've set this new range here. And, and what people have to to remember, you know, for, for the longest time, we've tried to correlate Bitcoin to rates. Mm -hmm. We've tried to correlate it, you know, Good to luck. the dollar, right? And, and Bitcoin has never been through a recession. Okay, you know, let, It's never been through this environment. So there's so much unease. There's so much that we don't know about. Is it really a store of value? Is it correlated to inflation? We just don't know. And I think you know, in this environment where this is a sell-first environment of every risk class there is, then you get to something that we've never experienced mm -hmm. in a situation mm -hmm. like this. And I think that's why there's additional pressure in the crypto space and specifically Bitcoin. Quick look here, 69,000 all the way down to, we're talking 29,700. Again, as mentioned recently below that 30,000 level, I just want to point out, Scott, because you mentioned this range that we've kind of settled into. It looks like we're testing the lower extreme of it right now. And to your point a minute ago, Scott, I mean, that was the argument many had as far as looking to Bitcoin or gold, for example, is that safe haven, for example, gold has the history. It's been through these ups and these downs, these swings. It's time tested, mother approved, as I like to say, and, uh, seen it all for that matter. I mean, that's a good point. I think Bitcoin uh, still has yet to experience that. Uh, can you just expand on that a little bit in terms of Bitcoin versus the dollar, or Bitcoin versus gold is one of those safe havens? Absolutely. And, and I think from a, a psychological or emotional standpoint, Ben, because we don't have that hard data yeah. of, of years, of, of, of decades and decades of decades of proof here, that it is just a question mark. It is yeah. throwing... Yeah you know, uh, uh, throwing spaghetti at the wall, if mm -hmm. you will, of what the correlation of Bitcoin and crypto is to the overall market. So what happens uh, emotionally when people don't know the answer? What happens when people get in a situation of, you know, which direction is this going to go? It is typically mm. a self-first mentality. And I think that is additional pressure that we are seeing on this space right now. And a question mark's not what investors look for during times of unease and no. uncertainty. And, you know, it seemed to me, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but that last pop up around 48,000, 50,000 was tied to Russia accepting Bitcoin uh, for some of their energy products. But I think investors kind of realize that's not the ground we want to stand on here in terms of some of the backdoor, you know, purchases of energy markets with Bitcoin. They want to see something a little bit more uh, solid in terms of legitimacy there. So, yes, something to look at here. 
here as we approach these lower extremes again by definition price does not spend a lot of time down here or at upper levels as well scott bauer appreciate you joining us and sharing part of your tuesday with us scott's the ceo Thank you, thanks to you scott scott's the ceo of prosper trading academy and well we're talking fundamentals kind of sprinkling that discussion with charts and some key levels